Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to another special episode in our series, Conversations in Flow. Today, we get to welcome my dear friend, Melissa Peterson, who's known to many as Doc Melissa. In addition to being a doctor of chiropractic medicine, Melissa holds a master's in wellness leadership and performance, certificates in holistic health, and is an epigenetic human performance and success coach. She's also the founder of the Human Longevity Institute and the Impact Experts Network, as well as author of the book, Codes of Longevity. Melissa is really a highly sought out expert in all areas of thriving. Now, I first got the opportunity to meet Melissa back in 2017 at the Apiron Center for Human Performance in Asheville, North Carolina. I had the privilege to spend a month there teaching awareness, breath, and flow practices to their team and some of their key clients. Now, at the same time I was there, we also collaborated in a stress resilience study using the practices I was teaching to optimally meet stress as well as learn to recover easily and quickly. One Friday, a group of us were setting up on this beautiful white leather sectional in their absolutely stunning facility to do a Facebook Live on the subject of the epigenetics of breath. And Dan, one of the doctors, was just beginning the countdown to turning the live on when in through the door ran this giggling woman. She ran right behind the couch, grabbed onto its end, and then swung her legs up in the air and around, landing in her seat with the biggest, most energetic smile I'd seen in a long time. Just in time for Dan to say, and one. And I thought, well, Actually, my inner six-year-old child thought, oh my God, she's so fun. We have to be friends. And <laughs> now we are. And so what amazes me most about Melissa is she has this remarkable ability to connect all the dots that pertain to a subject and then fluidly communicate how they merge and relate. Now, when she does this, something even more magical happens. In this act of associating the dots, she brings that whole subject into a state of coherence. Now, what I mean by that is not only does the listener grasp the whole unified concept, but they get the version that proves to be the most optimal. And then Melissa further shares her own visionary perspective on what the potential of that concept is. Now, Melissa will agree that I often tease her that it's like watching Tony Stark stand in the middle of a 3D computer projection, watching you know, him organize components, right? And so Melissa not only gets to the heart of a matter, she literally stands in the heart of the matter, and then she speaks from it and she speaks for it. You're absolutely going to love her. Now, in just a moment, she and I are going to open up into a chat about the art and flow of optimizing multiple different factors that are involved in human performance and longevity. And more importantly, why saying yes to stress is the key approach. So on that note, welcome to the Radical Flow podcast, Melissa. Oh, thank you, Angela. 
Wow. Wow. It's so that was such a lovely introduction. It's so great to be here. And I do remember that day as if it were yesterday. Oh my gosh. I, I was sitting in traffic. Like I was not in flow to get there and in time. And I could just be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. And it was so perfect that I just popped right in, right as the camera went on and we were live. And yes, you and I forged a friendship that is one of the, the greatest blessings in my life from that moment forward. So this is such a joy. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for, for being here. I appreciate it. Now, as you know, when we get on the phone and we start chatting, our conversations go deep fast and they can last for hours. So <laughs> in order to get us right to the heart of this conversation, I'm going to go ahead and set it up and pose a question. So here I go. Here we are. It's November 10th, 2021 today. Our reality has become challenged on every single level. Now, what we're seeing is that what's been hidden is surfacing all around us and inside of us. And it's doing this at very accelerated rates. In doing that, more and more is being asked of us in just simple processing of our life from a mental, emotional, and physical perspective. And how well we're doing in life and thriving really comes down to how well we're meeting and dealing with the stress of it. Mm. Now, you are highly known for the perspective of say yes to stress. So as we open up this chat, can you take some time and unpack this perspective of why you believe we need to say yes to stress? Absolutely. <clears throat> so simply said, you know, we have come to understand stress in a very limited manner. And, you know, there's always so much more to the story. And so I believe in telling a more complete version of the story. So stress as we know it is looked at through the lens of what is classically called distress. And so that is where we know the sympathetic fight or flight, right? Our system is overloaded based on demands that can be mental, emotional, they can be physical and environmental and even chemical. And that is a true component. And of course, what we hear about this form of stress is how bad it is, how, how literally, and I will tell you, Angela, I have many clients that they exhibit the highest amount of stress over stress. Like we're, we're like, Oh my God, I, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Am I not doing enough of this? Am I not doing enough of that? And so we get hyper-focused on this idea that stress is bad, that mm. stress is breaking us down. It's adding to the problems that are already there. So, I mean, if, if life weren't challenging enough, add on to it, the fact that we're stressed about the challenges. And then we feel like we have, you know, we're behind the, the eight ball before we even get out of bed. And mm -hmm. if we really think about that, if we take a moment to allow the unconscious to become conscious and realize like, wow, I didn't realize how concerned I was realizing like, man, all this stuff is going on and it just feels really bad. And, and I don't know how to get out from it. I don't know how to move through it. It's almost a self-fulfilling uh, defeatist prophecy. And, and in right. essence, we don't want to keep ourselves stuck yet just by the nature of how we think about how we are educated on and how we continue to communicate about stress and just accept it. You know, that's the other part of it. We accept it as if it is just a thing 
that is a part of daily life, this form of distress, and we almost wear it as a badge of honor. It becomes a reason, an allowable excuse as to why we're not where we want to be, as to why we are not healthy enough, happy enough, wealthy enough, you know, fulfilled enough. Oh, I'm just so stressed. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I, I turn on the news. I look at social media. I go to work. I'm in this relationship. So yes, it is an easy out. And, and let me be super clear and completely compassionate. It's also valid and real. So yeah. there is that part to it. And, and it is okay to give ourselves permission to say, yep, that's a part of it. And that's what I've known. And that's where I've been living. And that's how it's been going. And it's not, you know, it's not rosy. It kind of sucks. Okay. Okay. That's one piece of the story. And, and that is the piece of primal protection. And so the system will automatically always default to primal protection based on the amount of the demands coming into the system are they being perceived as too much? Are they being perceived as negative? Are they being perceived as challenging, as disruptive? And if so, then the system's going to say, well, wait a minute, I got to keep you safe. I got to keep you alive. I'm going to, I'm going to shut things down. We're going to fight, flight, or freeze. I'm going to keep you protected. And so that is our lowest common denominator. It is very primal. It's very important. The system wants to continue to stay alive. But the reason that I really go out and say, Hey, let's say yes to stress. Let's understand more of what stress really is, is because there is a part of stress that's more potent and powerful than primal protection. And this is the part that when we can all individually and then collectively begin to understand this in a moment our lives can change. And I mean that very literally. So mm-hmm. this other side of stress is actually called eustress. And eustress, now, you know, really and truly in the literature, there is no actual good or bad stress. It's all a perception. So based on our cultural upbringings, our perceptions, our beliefs, our exposures will determine, you know, why one person can feel really anxious and another excited over a mm-hmm. demand to the system or over an experience or over an event. And so you stress is simply a demand in our life to our system that we as an individual have decided or perceive as being beneficial. It could be a challenge, but we don't feel threatened by it. And this particular form of stress is the potent, powerful, and it's also very evolutionary because when we realize that what stress does, not only does it protect us, but there's this component of stress that is designed, embedded within the very code, if you will, of our DNA that allows the human species to evolve forward, to grow and to flourish and to thrive beyond what is familiar, what is known to move into the unknown. And it is literally what allows us generation after generation after generation to, to go further and go further. It's the part of stress. When we go into the unknown, when we do hard things, when we show up and we explore and we, you know, and we take more on the system is challenged, but the system is able to determine what can I handle? So we can become more resilient. 
We can actually become more adaptive. We can, um, we can go ahead and become anti-fragile. And this is so powerful because it really is a natural inner resource state. It is more powerful than the shutting down, the fighting, flighting, and freezing. This is the part of us that now all of a sudden we tap into greater states of connection, of empathy, of compassion, of creativity, of performance, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. And I just really feel like the moment, and there's also a tremendous amount of research, and we can talk about that in a few moments too, if you think your Mm -hmm. audience would enjoy it, but there's a tremendous amount of research that shows what happens when we actually know that stress is good for us. It completely Mm -hmm. changes our physiological response. So just by what we think of, if we think stress is good or bad, we're right. If we think it's bad and we're stuck and it's never going to get better and we're just hanging on by a thread and surviving, then we're right. That's exactly what our, our experience will be. But Mm -hmm. just by knowing, by your listeners right now, tuning in and, and going, oh, wow, wait, yeah, stress helps us evolve. Stress can actually help me be more resilient, more adaptive, more motivated, Mm -hmm. more responsive. Like, huh, I never knew that. That now is opening up within them in this very moment, just as they're listening, Mm -hmm. new potentials, new possibilities, and new physiological capabilities of how they can choose to respond in the future. So simply said, when we say yes to stress, it's, we're actually saying, yes, it's, I I talk about this in my Ted talk that our, our limitations are really our invitations. So when we feel limited, that's actually kind of the aha moment of going, wait, 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 this is just stress talking to me. This is stress inviting me in Mm -hmm. to my resource state into my opportunity to remember how resilient and capable I am that I can stay stuck but I'm also able to move through this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. This is so potent. It really does come down to perspective when you're meeting anything. This week in our um, online practice portal, we've been really paying attention to when we move towards something or away from it when we're triggered by stress. And, you know, what you're saying, you know, limitations are our invitations. This is such a clear thing because when we find ourselves triggered by stress and we want to move away from the discomfort that the stress is causing, we don't want to deal with it. We want to avoid it or distract ourselves or impair. We're moving away from dealing with the stress. Whereas sometimes when we can turn and see the benefit through that, then we can move towards something different. So even if we're moving away from you know a situation that is not healthy for us, we can flip that into an invitation to move towards something that is healthy for us. And at the same time, breaking through the resistances to whatever it is we're dealing with gets us past just this really common state where we're, we're more afraid of discomfort than we are of what it is we're actually looking at. Mm-hmm. Now, One of the things that you said in your book, Codes of Longevity, in the chapter that you got titled, uh, Say Yes to Stress, you note that key studies showed that acute stress lasting 72 hours or less actually stimulates new neural stem cells in the brain for upwards of two weeks. This means that a short event followed by rest and recovery free from that stress 
enhances memory and learning of the brain. Can you talk about more of how leading yeah. into stress is affects us? Yes. And there's, uh, there, there's so much I want to say, even what, what you said before you brought that up, but let's start there. So, so there is a part, even within distress, that is a natural resource state. So again, the, the big conversation that we've all bought into that we all perpetuate around stress is that it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's harmful. It's harmful. It just breaks mm-hmm. us down. It wears us out. It makes us sick. Um, <clears throat> and even in distress, there is a natural resource state called hormesis. And what hormesis is, is the process by where small amounts of challenge, poison, toxins, demand, right? Stress can actually be beneficial to the system and allow it to grow stronger and live longer. Now, the, the real magic here is in our ability to, I call it pump the brakes because I think of distress in a way of we are, our foot's always on the gas. We're always on the go. We always have demands and inputs coming into the system, whether it's just social media, whether it's work, whether it's family, whether it's traffic, there's always inputs. And the longer our foot stays on the the gas, this is the unconscious load that slowly accumulates over time that we're often, we often don't take inventory of, and we don't consciously recognize that all of these myriad of inputs they actually add up in our system and they have a real, a a real output, so to speak, uh, which could be good or not so good, right. Based on it. It's, it's a little different for each of us, but here's the deal. The, the, the section in the book that you're referring to in that Mm -hmm. study really comes down to yes, demands still come in and we can, we can challenge the system the system will grow forward into new states of resilience and thriving and learning and capabilities when we rest and recover, meaning we pump that brake. We take some time without the inputs. We let the system basically uh, integrate the learning, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, th- this is why it's sleep is so critical every night. It's taking the time to integrate the learnings of the day. Our, our brain is literally kind of tagging what's important, what's going to go into long-term, what's not important, what needs to go away. And in order to really bring that all in, sleep becomes a vital component, but even just rest. So I'm, I mean, literally this morning on the way to school with my son, he is a musical little monster. He loves music and and he will not take off his darn Bluetooth headphones. And it kind of drives me crazy, right? Cause I'm like, I'm like, bud, the Bluetooth, you know? And I said to him, I'm like, how often do you have those on in school? Cause I'm kind of amazed that they're allowed to wear these things in school. And he right. was kind of going through the day and telling me, and I said, you know, I just really feel like it would probably be so beneficial for you to have just some time completely without any input to your system. And he, like, he needs that his brain is so like high processing and functioning. He's like, I'd have to have that music to, it really just helps me because it gives him something to, it just lets his brain almost focus and unwind. But my point being is that I was like, you know, we all, we don't even think like he's listening to music all day thinking this is really great. And yeah, it's a constant input 
And then you add on top of it, the electrical part of it, right. With his, um, my, I'm so sorry. This is no worries. We, this is flow. Somebody is at my door right now. Yeah, this is Flo. And I'm trying to see as my dogs are barking, who's out there. Um, they're just, I can't you need to pause for a moment. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Angela. Hold tight. Okay, we'll just put pause on one second. Okay, we're back. That's life. Things happen. <laughs> and we had a little interruption. So go ahead. You were talking about your son um, having the, you know, the sound, yeah. no yeah, time clear. without inputs. So carry yeah. on. And just so really tying it in is that often, you know, we were unaware of the layers of the inputs, right? And so there he is with his music on, and then you add the Bluetooth on top of that. And although it's a, it's beneficial for him, it's something he actually really enjoys. It's also constant input to his mm. system. Right. And we all have these that, that are some that are super obvious, like, well, sure. I've got headphones on. There's literally inputs coming into my ears, but it's, it's this awareness of step one, becoming curious and going, what are, what is kind of all the inputs? What am I taking in? I often say what you consume consumes you. What am I consuming all day? What kind of information, what type of content, what type of sights and sounds and sensations because those are all demands to our system. That's the slow drip, the accumulation, the foot on the gas. Now, not all of those are bad. Not all of those are overloading. Not all of those are overwhelming. Many of those could be quite beneficial, but back to the study, the magic is when we give the system time without demand. We give the system time to rest, to reset, to integrate. And then we actually literally grow forward into new states of capacity. So I know that was a bit of a long answer, but this, this is really the magic of hormesis and eustress that it is that evolutionary cue of in there, we can do hard things for short bouts of time. We can take ourselves into the unknown, into new, to stretch ourselves, whether we're, you know, learning a new body of information, we're, we're learning a new skill set, we're going for a new job position, you know, we're taking on something that's not just kind of on autopilot for us. And when we step into that, it's, it, it is a little, you know, we can feel a little disrupted or a little disjointed because the learning process means that we don't already know it hundred percent. So we kind of fumble our way through and we're, we're, we're pushing and we're trying and we're, you know, configuring and we're in essence, stretching ourselves beyond where we've been. Now, if we keep doing this and keep doing this and we keep just, you know, pushing through life and struggling the entire way, Without time to rest, without time to come back to a baseline, without time to reset and integrate the learnings, then that life of struggle will literally wear us down, will literally break down the system and go to dysfunction and disease. But again, we take the time, we go stretch, and then we come back and go, wow, okay, mm-hmm. let me rest. Let me rest for a night. Let me rest for a day. Let me come back to this a couple of days later. And, you know, there's just tremendous research around this approach and, and how quickly we actually are able to learn when we don't just keep grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding and trying and trying, pump the brakes little at a time, go in, go for it, 
rest, reset, pump the brake, go move to something else, come back a day to two days later, and you're going to notice how much more adaptive and responsive you are to what was so foreign just a few days ago. It's really quite fascinating how our systems are able to just thrive by design, you know, go take on new things and go, oh, okay, I can figure this out pretty quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For many people who have been living in chronic stress, you know, even before all of this, um, you know, pandemic stuff started, people were already living in like overloads of stimulation, you know, 24 seven lights everywhere, sounds, um, constant stimulation of the nervous system. And, you know, being on that treadmill and, you know, a, a lot of the people I, I, I know many of us have encountered our clients that have lost their, their focus toward, toward thriving, toward living yeah. a life and getting the things they want even before this started. And so now with all this increased uncertainty and unknown stress coming in, what I'm hearing a lot is people saying that they feel stuck within their own loops like yeah. despite their their desires to make these shifts and improvements in their lives on every level you know to eat better to get better rest and, and in a moment I'd love for you to touch on some of the you know the pillars of longevity but you know, all those components they want to do this but it feels like they're swamped by their own addictive mm-hmm. nature and systems and so from a person who coaches people on this and from a person who understands this from such a totally interconnected space. What kind of advice do you give people who are just completely stuck? Yeah, I, I, this is, this is so important. And I, I really want us to spend as much time here as possible because so many people are hurting, they are struggling and, and they do feel completely stuck with no way out. And, uh, and I, first I want anyone listening, if that's you, even if it's been you on a a day, you know, like you're not alone. And I want to invite you right now to understand that what I'm about to share with you is powerful. It's proven. It can support you. It's simple. Simple doesn't always mean easy because that means that we have to actually show up and be willing to support ourselves with the process. And, and I will say this, that, you know, human nature, while the brain does crave um, novelty and complexity, that's part of what it really wants. It also, like I said, primal response is to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And if the system is feeling threatened and unsafe, it's not going to want to go towards thriving. Like it's just going to be locked in and there's, you know, there, there's a lot of networks and and aspects involved. So our biology kind of takes over and, and step one, often we become really hard on ourselves because we think I should just be able to feel differently, to think differently, to act differently, to respond differently. And so then we become even harder on ourselves and we judge ourselves and we could have, would have, should have, and blame ourselves. And, um, and so, you know, step one, first, just give yourself a hug and give yourself Mm. a break because you, you, we are all a biological organism and yes, our mind and our perceptions and our beliefs absolutely inform our biology. 100% they do. 
Yet when these primal patterns are already uh, enacted, activated, if you will, they're kind of at play and they're just happening. I call them like apps in the background, just running. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it again is unconscious. You don't even know that they're, you know, they're still running and, and taking energy. So, so some of the stuff is conscious, but most of it's unconscious and we are not fully aware of the ways that our system is trying to keep it's feeling threatened. And so it's really keeping us in a holding pattern. Um, and our brain like is going to be on a heightened state. The moment we're feeling again, even if it's unconscious, like we are feeling threatened, we're feeling unsafe. The brain is already going to be in a more heightened state to notice everything that is wrong, everything mm -hmm. that could be a potential additional threat. And so it's almost like, it feels like the world is closing in like, oh my gosh, why is everything falling apart? Why is everything going wrong? Why is every person a jerk? Well, because the brain is in a heightened state of alert protection. Mm -hmm. And it's going to notice the reticular activating system is going to notice with precision, everything that's even slightly out of place, everything that could slightly pose a risk. And so, so give yourself a little bit of grace and courtesy and just go, ah, okay, wait, I cannot think my way out of this right now. Like my biology is activated. Mm -hmm. So what can I do in my physical body? body. And, and you're so beautiful with this in your work, Angela, how can I physically help my mind get out of these loops? How can I use the power of my body and my biology to shift my psychology? And, you know, and, and I really like to start people in a, in a pretty simple framework, which is step one. It's just the awareness and Awareness can be as simple as just being willing to be an observer to go, oh, I am kind of stuck in this loop without judgment. And this is what happens. We think about observing and then we immediately start to judge ourselves. No, there's no judgment here. Like, I don't need you to, to guilt yourself or blame yourself or, or another for that matter. Mm -hmm. and, and this is, this is what's so interesting is that it can become it's, it seems really simple, but it isn't easy because we immediately want to build upon what's already wrong because again, the biology is activated. Mm -hmm. So we have kind of this natural tendency to beat the drum of the problem that keeps this cocktail of hormones, if you will, again, the fight or flight, the cortisol, it keeps it really active in the system. And there is an addictive, so to speak, tendency mm -hmm. from that because we are even if we don't want to consciously admit it, or we don't recognize it, we are actually getting something from the state of distress. It's even if we don't like what we're getting, we're getting something, we're getting an emotion, we're getting a response, we're getting an indicator that, that we're alive. Right. So we, if we're willing to first just have a simple sense of awareness and that awareness can tune into our body, that awareness can observe our environment, that awareness can simply just be like, what don't I want? What do I want? And do I have more of what I don't want or more of what I do want? And, and all it is, I'm just asking people just kind of get a little curious because that's going to give you an indicator. Like, could this stress be lodged in your body 
Mm-hmm. Could it be, could it be triggered from the environment? Could it be triggered from a certain person? Could it be triggered from a certain news outlet? So there's, there's a little bit of two parts. If we want to give people a process, um, you know, a step one is just know that whether you realize it or not, all the stress of the past couple of years amplified is lodged in your body. Right. It just is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's in all of ours collectively yeah. and individually. And, um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of go off to the sidetrack for a moment. I'll bring this right back. And I've shared this with you, Angela, in our conversations, it really, you know, it, it's been probably a, almost a two-year journey for me uncoupling. And I feel, I would, I would say I'm, I'm pretty dialed in. I have a high level of interoception. I'm, you know, very, I practice what I preach and have my entire life. So I would say I've got a good sense of stress in my body and my life and all the things, but it was about two years ago. Um, I started intentionally going and and just taking some time in nature and I'm lucky to live near Asheville and I'm in the land of waterfalls. So I can go 15 minutes down the road and be at an amazing waterfall. And so I feel really blessed for that. And I just started to say, let me, let me go in there because I feel a, a powerful change, right. In my physiology when I'm there. And I started to go and just lay on the rock by the waterfall and yeah, it was so lovely. And I would feel I'd leave there and I could just feel the ease and I didn't have to do anything. Like I went and I laid on a rock. That was it. I didn't go meditate. I didn't do breathing. I didn't do anything intentional except just go chill out for a few minutes and just lay on a rock. And I would leave there just feeling So uh, the only way I know how to describe it is I felt really grounded, but I didn't feel heavy. I felt just ease in my system. And I was like, wow, I didn't, sometimes we don't know, right. Until we know, I didn't realize how much tension had been held and locked in my body until all of a sudden I had a different experience to realize, oh, I feel a bit more ease in my body. Okay. So it was, it was an observation. I was aware of like, oh, I didn't know. And look, you guys may not have any idea. Like I didn't have an idea how, how great it was in my body, like how intense it was until Mm -hmm. I gave myself the opportunity to have a different experience. It gave me a different perspective. So again, about a two-year process of slowly uncoupling and having these moments of kind of like, ah, and then going, ah, let me go do more of that. Let me go have more of this time. And, and it keeps going to deeper levels and deeper levels and deeper levels of my system, just feeling more at ease, more at ease, more at ease. And it doesn't always happen. It doesn't always have to be a trip to the waterfall. I have had profound experiences with doing breath work with you profound, right? I've had profound experiences in releasing the impact of distress on my body just by going for a gentle walk, not like vigorous, got to get my cardio in, like just going out and enjoying a stroll in my neighborhood, you know, going and sitting and watching the sunset. And so these are these moments, believe it or not, that can be those pump the brakes that we think are just kind of like, oh, whatever, I'll go watch the sunset. Like, oh, Melissa, like, don't you have something? Don't you have a piece of technology for me? Don't you have something like a pill? Don't you have something magical for me? Because that just seems too simple. But here's, here's the real thing, Angela, um, that I, I want to bring it to is that I believe fundamentally 
we are all deeply being called back into and invited into remembering at our center what it means to be human and to be willing to look at ourself mm. and how we perceive our world, our lives, our environment through a new lens, just like saying yes to stress. It's being willing to go. There's more to this than just this one piece that we always kind of beat the drum of. There's a whole other side to this that actually can really help us be healthy and vital and resilient and stronger and smarter and happier. And why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we thinking about that? Why aren't we considering that? And we don't have to do anything with it, except be willing to go, Hmm, I could consider looking at my life through the lens of possibility instead of overwhelm, I can look and get, you know, be, be eager instead of anxious. Now it's the same energy. It's the same, it's the same signature. It's a different word that's expressing the same signature. It's, I call it the opposite side of the same coin. And so we are being called into invited back into going, Hey, we've gotten pretty far away from our center. Mm -hmm. And let's come back in and it's okay just to sit here in all of it. It's okay to sit in the tension. It's okay mm -hmm. to sit in the disruption and it's okay to simply be here. And guess what? And to know that even if the world seemingly by looking, turning on the news or looking at social media, seems like it's falling apart. And that's where our brains go. But if you're honest with yourself, and you just tune in right now, listening to my voice, sitting where you're sitting and just acknowledge, wait, this moment, which is all we really have this right now, are you safe? Right. And I'm going to bet everybody listening, you know, if you're listening to this, you're safe, you're safe right now in this moment, I'm safe. And if we can just start there it can seem like we're unsafe. It can feel like we're highly threatened. It can feel like things are really disrupted and really far away from what they're supposed to be. But be it's because we're not actually in our bodies. We're not fully in the reality of the moment. We're in somebody else's narrative. We're focused on only one small piece of a much grander, larger picture of possibility and expression. And so if we come back and just go, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. all I know is right now, am I safe? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now that didn't solve anything, but it, it centered us in the moment, right? It's the key. It's the key to starting for sure. Yes. You know, in the radical flow point of view, anxiety and feeling scattered and unable to focus or concentrate or being in that, you know, that feeling of grabbing to try to get yourself into that center is always a sign that awareness and body are not in sync. Mm. And so, you know, just like you said, the moment that you just kind of stop focusing on the problem and you go to let the problem go, you maybe you drop into a breath and you follow that breath into the body and back out where you sit in the frequency of nature and kind of allow yourself to just melt on that rock by a waterfall, which sounds so good, by the way, can't wait to come <laughs> see you. Yes. Um, you know, to do that allows that first step where awareness and physiology start to entrain. And one of the things that I love so much about the way our work dovetails is when I was in Asheville in 2017, doing that stress resilience study with the center, we got to see real time what happens when you hook sensors to the body. So I had straps around my 
rib cage, measuring my diaphragm movement, my upper chest movement. There was, um, you know, uh, measuring my, my pulse, my temperature, my skin, moisture conductivity, um, my heart rate variability, everything was being measured. And what we quickly learned was that when I was aware in my breath, my entire physiology was in harmony. Mm. The minute that my mind would wander off, even if I just daydreamed off, things would start to separate and move in different patterns. Now, not that that's bad, that we right. always want to be in that harmony, um, but that you could see distinctly how awareness with physiology is the key. And so I 100% agree with you that that starting point of learning to be able to observe yourself. And I loved what you said earlier about, you know, you know, giving yourself a hug and recognizing we're all doing the best job we know how based on what we're running for conditioning and reaction and, you know, cocktails of hormones along with how much awareness is present. Because once awareness is involved, we can start to override reactions that are less than optimizing and start to create responses that guide us toward you know, a more cohesive, more, more unified state of being. And yeah. so um, one thing I would love to hear from you is, you know, again, you and I, I mean, we could sit here for hours. We both know this right? and talk for hours, but I am going to, I'm going to hand you or the metaphorical microphone to the world. And if you had the opportunity right now to talk to every single person on the planet and help inspire and guide them to the potential of what this ex escalated level of stress offers to us all, what would you say? Well, what I would say <clears throat> is that it really is offering us a portal of vision into our own limitless potential. It is so easy to collide with the chaos. It is so easy to hook into somebody else's story and vision and belief of us because whoever speaks the loudest can seemingly be the most convincing and the power, the potential, you know, the, the magic truly. And, and this isn't just inspirational words. Like it's so real. It's biological. Like it is in you. It is in each and every one of us. And I believe wholeheartedly, Angela, that we have collectively bought into a limited story, a limited vision and version of our truth for far too long. And I believe at the deepest level that our collective kind of soulful source energy is giving us such a disruptive rumble to say, hey, the limitation is the invitation to remember the power and the potential that is within you of the truth of that which you really are. And what story is serving you? What do you want to keep? What do you want to keep consuming? What do you want to keep living? What do you want to keep thinking about? And there's no judgment. If you know, it's okay. If you, it, it is okay. Wherever we are, are is where we are. And yet each moment is a moment of choice. Like, okay, I'm choosing to just acknowledge that my mind is somewhere else. So I can choose to come back and just go, wait, am I safe? I always just say like, look, it can be really simple. 
Is this what I do want or what I don't want? And even if it's what you don't want, you just simply get to go, okay, cool. That's just a moment of awareness. What do I want more of? What do I want? Well, I just want to feel more peaceful right now. Okay, great. How can I, how can I help myself feel more peaceful right now? Is continuing to watch the news facilitating peace? No. So maybe I can help myself feel more peaceful by turning off the news, by putting down my phone and going and playing with my dog who just always brings a smile to my face. And so we have bought into a limited story and this idea that the solution is outside of ourselves, and it has to be complex and it has to be, you know, complicated and somebody else is in charge of the decision-making for us. And it's absolutely not accurate. And what I mean by that is, is I, I tell you, I'm, I'm literally running a program right now. And one of my students is like, Dr. Melissa, I can't say thank you enough. Like you have taken us back to such basics and it, and it's been so profound mm. and, and it, it really is this simple. It really can be this simple. And what I mean is it's the simple toggle, right? It's the out of what you don't want back into what you do want is this person, this place, the situation, this input helping you or hurting you. Is it energizing or depleting you? Is it uplifting or is it overloading you? And if we could just simply kind of get curious and think like we're sitting on a teeter totter, right. And kind of go, well, which side of the scale is, is this tipping for me? And, and it can be so simple if it's tipping you in a really beautiful way, then have fun. And if it isn't, then you just go, okay, note to self, thanks. And no, thanks. Let me reduce, remove, or completely replace this input that's coming into my life, this experience. Can I minimize my exposure with it? And, and so the big thing is you're powerful. You are limitless beyond words. You're potent. You're, you're, you're just amazing. And if you would take the time, even a minute a day to simply focus on that for yourself, to remember that for yourself. At the beginning of the day, what that sets up, what that primes for you is this positive momentum that can build upon itself. And, and it can be as simple as one foot in front of another and know that you're going to falter. You're going to default. The biology is going to take you back to the lowest common denominator of trying to keep you safe. And you're going to feel threatened and it's going to notice everything that's wrong. And that's when you get to just hug yourself and say, okay, thank you. But are we really threatened right now? Like, are we safe in this moment? Self, we're safe. So thank you for protecting me. And what if things weren't, what if everything wasn't threatening? What if there were some good things? Brain, let's notice what is happening for us. What is, you know, what is exciting? What is wonderful? What is healthy? What is nourishing? Whatever, use whatever words are important for you, but you get the idea, right? It's this mm -hmm. simple, like you're gonna, you're gonna fall and it's okay. Look, you guys, full disclosure, last week, Angela and I were gonna do this interview. We get on, we start to have a chat and she does a, she does a check-in with me. Melissa, how's everything going? And it was the little pin that just burst open the dam of tears that came flowing out of my eyes. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing good. And I didn't even know how extreme it was until that moment when she actually mm -hmm. asked me. And, and we just both sat there together and 
she held the space for me. And I got to just all of a sudden recognize what I wasn't fully recognizing with the emotions that were kind of building up. And then I just got to recognize it. I got to talk through it. I got to go, oh, oh, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, okay. Thank you, self. I'm safe. I don't have all the answers of what to do next, but at least I now know what this is and it doesn't have to feel so big and scary. And within 24 hours, like, you know, it was like a whole new sunrise, like incredible things started to unfold. It was like that, that dam had to burst. So I could set free some of the very resistance in my own system that I didn't even know was there. It was another waterfall moment. I didn't even know the level of resistance that was there, but simply by acknowledging it, right? Being given the opportunity to acknowledge it, feeling like I was crumbling in that moment and that everything was going to hell in a handbasket. It wasn't, it was the opening Mm -hmm. to release what was no longer working for me. What was, you know, no longer, it wasn't, it was that loop. And so letting that loop, like all of a sudden we opened up a new road, right? We opened up, it's like the dam burst, the water created a new road, a new path and everything else that was not necessary washed away. And that's just what it means to be human gang. We're going to have incredible moments. We're going to have neutral moments, boring moments, exhilarating moments and disruptive moments, but back to saying, right. But back to, and bringing this all to like a final bow back to saying yes to stress and, and being simply willing to just be like, Hey, it's when we pump the brakes. And when we do take those moments to celebrate the wins and the losses, the losses have value in them too. It doesn't all have to be unicorns and rainbows every day. And it's in that contrast, in that richness. Like I, I really, the things that disrupt me, I thank them. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for giving me this contrast. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to have a different perspective and to, you know, to update my own desires or intentions or, or wants or whatever. So even the stuff that can feel disruptive is a gift for you. The limitation is your invitation into that limitless potential within, because when we say yes to the stress, when we recognize the demand, when we're willing to acknowledge and then choose, do more of what energizes, less of what depletes. When we're feeling depleted, pump the brakes, take a rest, take a nap, go for a walk, play with the kids, play with the dog, read a book do one of Angela's meditations or breathing classes. And you come out the other side going, ah, feeling renewed, feeling expanded. And that's what continues. That's the evolutionary component of yes. That when we say, or stress, when we say yes to that stress, it allows us to move through and into greater states of capacity, of resilience, of vitality, and of well-being. And that's what we get to do for ourselves and one another. Beautiful. Beautiful. I just love you. I love you so much because the one thing I would like everyone to know is Melissa and I have developed a friendship that is real and raw. And so the experience that she described that happened last week when we got on to do the recording is just what it means to be in flow and be in support. And also, you know, Melissa is pointing out and sharing that, you know, everybody is going through stuff. There's not one person that you're going to meet that has it all together. And if you believe they do, you're, it's an illusion. We all have, we're all being triggered 
stuff is coming to the surface in all of us. So we know building friendships and being able to be a person that can hold space and a person who's also vulnerable and willing to show your whole self is such a ripple effect of positivity to everyone. You know, Melissa talked about laying on the rock and just letting the earth and nature help to reattune her. The same thing happens when you start banding together in connections with people where you can feel that safety and the ability to just be who you are and be free of that judgment. And you know, a lot of what you said, Melissa, is so profound. It reminds me of the statement that the special ops forces use, which is embrace the suck. Yes. Right? Like you can't get more blunt than that. I love that I have that written on my wall as a reminder, like mm. embrace the suck. It is the way through, you know, when we're in these struggle phases or these stress phases where we're so triggered and all this information's coming up, you know, like you demonstrated in sharing what happened last week for you, by you allowing it all to surface and let it unpack, you got to find out what all this undercurrent of potentially even unconscious information is. Yeah. And once that surfaces, and again, you being a master of being able to stand at the heart of something and allow it to connect the dots I'm getting chills as I speak because mm. um, you really have a gift in this and you know it is the fastest way through to discover what is another possibility what is this showing me what what how is this connecting together what are these infinite and limitless potentials and I just again want to honor you so deeply as someone who is walking the path so authentically and Again, you, I mean, as I mentioned, as I opened up all of the credentials and all of the projects and creations that you have on the go, and we haven't even touched all of them. I mean, you are holding such a beautiful balance of literal deep education and experience, but also your own authentic ability to walk through. And so I just, again, I just can't tell you how much I am inspired by you and how much your, your presence in my life has meant to me. And I'm so grateful that you're here. I want to know, Melissa, what's, what are, what's in your creations right now? And if people wanted to connect and be part of your network and keep in touch, how would they go about it? What, what's going on in Melissa land? Thank you so much, my friend. Um, Oh, goodness. So Melissa land doc, Melissa.com is kind of the main hub where there, and I've got a ton of complimentary resources and all sorts of great things there. So by all means, please feel free to go check that out. Doc, Melissa.com. And, um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually right now bringing forward a pretty powerful training platform, uh, and technology platform called center. And it's going to be the premier stress optimization technology and training platform. And we're going to first start with the launch in the corporate space. Um, I don't know if it'll be fully in 2022. It'll probably be by third quarter. Uh, if it does come out in 2022, direct to consumer, we are going to bring it out by way of an app um, as well. So there will be a, a direct to consumer leg of it. And it is unlike anything in the market place um, as far as the, the research and the 
not only the research behind it, but what's in this platform of how it's working with stress optimization, enhancing states of resilience and performance, and that use stress that we talked about. It's um, in training cognitive performance and memory optimization. Uh, we're actually doing, we're embedding everything in here to elicit flow states, to entrain teams with flow by brainwave entrainment. So we're doing brainwave entrainment into this and supporting the process. I mean, it's, it's a really powerful platform and I feel so excited and honored. And I, you know, I've shared this with you. I feel like the past 10 15 years of my life, you know, in a moment made sense when I got mm-hmm. ready to do the Ted talk and I said, it's say yes to stress. And I knew, and I, the platform, and I'm like, it's just what I feel so called for because as I, as we wrap this up and I know we're at time, but I, I, I do want to say that people always hear, even my husband jokes like, Oh honey, you do so many things. And I'm like, you know, everything really comes down to one center point. Right. And that is that how do we how do we unlock, activate, and ignite that true potential within? And and we all have different inroads. So yes, I, I do a lot in the field of longevity and human potential and flourishing and all this kind of great stuff. And some people might want to learn about nutrition, or some people might want to learn about sleep, or somebody, how do I live longer? And you know, we all have these different interests that will take us in. And yet, if I had to strip it all back in a way, it's all just a road that connects with every other road and point within you that is all tied to that center of your innate capacity and potential. Mm -hmm. And we do not need to keep thinking it's a thing, it's a thing, it's a thing, it's a niche, it's a concept, it's a topic, it's you and it's all within you. So the only thing that you need is your own calibration point into self and from within, when we begin within, then everything else expands and unfolds and is revealed to us from without. And then it's this beautiful dynamic. It's why I love epigenetics so much. Then we, we start to really see this amazing dance and interplay of how life is informing the very expression of life, of how our outer world, our people, our places, our environment, our conversations, our relationships, our food, our water, our air, how all of the outer world is reflecting, informing, and you know, it's signaling the inner world. And so it's it is life is the mirror for life, and it is all beautiful, and you don't need all the things, you just need to celebrate you, center within you. And that's why I feel so excited about what this platform is going to do, because it's all just reminding people, giving them kind of the fast track back into themselves and their own potential. So more will be coming out about that over at Doc Melissa as well. Um, And I say thank you for this platform. Thank you for this conversation. Thank you for this day, because I love you and I deeply value and appreciate you, my dear friend, and all that you bring to the world, because you are magical. Thank you. I I know we could talk forever and I can almost feel the listeners going, no, don't end it yet. (laughs) So, but of course we want to be mindful of time. So thank you again for coming. I would love to have you back again. And for all of those of you who are listening, thank you for joining us at the Radical Flow podcast. If you are loving the podcast, we would be so appreciative if you would share it. And until next time, we'll see you in the flow.